Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. It is an honor to be with you one more year uh, in front of us. And uh, again, my name is Joey. I'm the lead pastor uh, here and uh, all of our locations. Those online, we're so grateful that you're with us. Uh, Today is Vision Sunday. Oh, let me say it again. Let me say it again. Today is Vision Sunday. And we're excited because... While it's not a typical Sunday uh, where we might walk through the scriptures verse by verse, and we do that almost every weekend of the year, uh, today we're going to cast some vision for our church family. Where are we headed? We're going to look back a little bit on how good God was in 2022, as we've already done, uh, and we're going we're gonna to believe God and, and, and kind of settle into what he may be calling us to uh, in 2023. And so uh, before I do some of that, let me just say Next week, everybody say next week. Uh, we begin a brand new teaching series, and uh, I'm going to. This is going to be. This is probably going to be my favorite series. It's a 13 week series. Oh boy, oh boy. And uh, and so, but here's what we're doing. It's called Point of View POV, and we are studying the words of Jesus. And uh, it's going to be some of Jesus' most famous and most controversial uh, statements. And I I love that because I love preaching tough stuff. And uh, that's what will happen next week. I'm preaching one of my favorite passages of Jesus' next week. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm telling you each week, it's going to be powerful. Do not miss the start of this series next week, POV, Words of Jesus, and a great, 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 great series to bring friends to because then they get to know what Jesus is all about, all right? So it'd be a great opportunity for us to grow as disciples as well. All right, let me uh, review some of my favorite personal moments from last year. I know, you're, I know you care so much. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna show you, uh, I, I took my son uh, on, a, on, a, on a guy's trip for his birthday, just him and I. It was our first son trip. I was preaching in Cincinnati and we went to, uh, we went to uh, the Ark, the Ark experience in Kentucky. And so, but they had a camel there and a maverick rode on a camel. <laughs> And that's so funny. And, uh, and so that was really one of my favorite moments. And then on top of that, one of my favorite accomplishments was I taught my son, five years old, how to ride his bike. And so, uh, and I'm like, and so you couldn't, it wasn't complete until you could start the bike on your own. And uh, we got in many quarrels and fights, but we made it through. Look at him go, you know? I'm real proud of him. If you see him, tell him that you're proud that he knows how to ride his bike. And now I promised him that I would get a bike to ride with him, which is a bad decision. Uh, some of my favorite, a lot of favorite ministry moments, right? Uh, but uh, one of my personal favorites was, was last year for our Block Guys Retreat. It was so powerful. I appreciate the two people in house that clapped and celebrated. It's encouraging. Uh, but uh, this year, this happens at the end of the month, Block Guy Retreat. It was such a powerful weekend. One of my favorite weekends of the year. Gentlemen, do not miss this. 
All right, end of the month that happens. And then my other favorite ministry moment, again, there was a lot of them, but it was when Jake Kale was here and we had a night of deliverance. And that night in Center City uh, where we stood and where we sought God at the altar, I had a moment where I, I was at the altar and I said, God, if you always give us our presence, I don't want to do anything else with my life. And it was one of those moments that's just marked me. So those were two of my favorite ministry moments uh, of 2022. Uh, I want to recap, just so you know, I want to recap our theme verse as a church. So if you're a guest with us today, or, or even if you've kind of forgotten, right, the, the name of our church is the Block Church. And when we named it the Block Church, a lot of folks outside of Philadelphia were like, the What? The what? You know, we were trying to raise money and they're like, the, the, the what church, you know? And, uh, but, but here it made sense, right? Block by block. And, and, our, and our original of saying for the church was one block at a time. But then people started to steal it and it was overused and I didn't have any way to sue anybody. And so... And so we changed our name, just kidding. We, we changed our, our, our phrase, right? The block church to revive every block. And what does that mean? Well, I want to I I reread our main passage as a church. We've always had this, Isaiah 58, 12. But the Bible says, some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as rebuilder of walls and restorer of homes. Builder of walls, restorer of homes. Uh, a few, um, I guess last week, um, there was a awful gas explosion in Port Richmond neighborhood and um, knocked out several homes. And, and I just, when I, when I saw that, I was like, man, like I, I know that that's, that's in the physical and we may not go into the home building business, but we are in the, the spiritual home building business. When I saw that, I'm like, this is the image of the, of the spiritual wreckage in our city. People are exploding. They are in pain and sin. They are broken. And, and the mission of our church is to go into every neighborhood in our city and beyond our region, right? And we want to see those spiritual homes rebuilt. And so how do we do that, right? So I, I, was, I was trying to quantify what does Revive Every Block really mean? And, and here's what it really means to me, okay? What, what really gets my juices flowing, it's two things. And, and I know that the church is, is full of all kinds of dynamic gifts. I'm just gonna speak for my, my own self and then kind of the, the way this plays out for us. There are two things that, that just, man, I do it every day. It's when at the end of our services, people raise their hand to give their lives to Jesus, 366 responded for salvation last year. Amen. We saw that. That's why I do what I do. That's payday, right? That's the end zone. But, but then the other part of that, how that, how that kind of flows, the, the next step is, is when we launch new locations. When we launch new locations, nothing inspires and excites me more than that. That is really how we see our mission really flow. And what's challenging uh, for me and, and is that in this season of here to stay uh, is, is we're not necessarily multiplying. That, that's really the language you use when we multiply. Salvation and then multiplication. It is the discipleship process, by the way. You give your life to Jesus, you grow in faith, and then you multiply yourself by leading someone else, becoming more like Christ, right? Building God's kingdom. 
Well, for, for me and for, for us collectively, it's people give their life to Jesus. We, we, people become disciples. They join teams. Our locations grow. We take a group of people. We launch a new site. It means, okay, we are multiplying. We are, we are fulfilling the discipleship process that God has called our church to specifically. Not every church is called a multi-site. What we do is complicated. It's challenging. It's frustrating. It's expensive. But this is what I feel our church is called to do, multiply. Now in this season of here to stay, we, have, we are slowing down from multiplying because we are firming up what God's called us to, we need facilities, right? We, we, we've, need, we've, got to, we've got to raise resources to make sure that we can multiply for many years to come. So for me, I'm itching all the time because I'm like, okay, we're not, going to multi- we're not going to start locations for a couple of years. And I'm like, I hate my life. I don't know what to do. Like, I like I'm so bored, you know, whatever. And I'm kidding. But like, like inside, I'm like bursting at the seams. I'm like, I can't wait to look. I've got 26 location spots picked out already. But I understand the importance right now. So here's how we multiply. We, we multiply, right, by, by seeing people come to Christ. That's number one. By all of us growing, right, as disciples, we, we multiply when people step into coordinator and, and leadership roles, right? Uh, and, and, and we multiply by growing our location. So when it's time to launch new sites again, we're ready. That's where you say amen. Amen, amen right? And so that, that's, that's kind of how it, how it happens. And, and it's why getting our own facilities is so important so that we can do this for generation to generation. Can't just sing about it generation, generation, but we never multiplied our church. Well, then we lied and sang a lie. We might as well go home. You see what I'm saying? We do this for the next generation. Now, all that said, right? All that said, um, we did launch a new location last year <laughs> before, uh, before we launched Here to Stay. And it, it was really an unbelievable dream of mine for us to cross over Broad Street. And we launched the Northwest uh, in the springtime of last year. And I want to share with you in nine months time, shout out to Pastor Xavier doing a great job, but in nine months time... Nine months time, this is so exciting, right? Uh, they have seen 92 first time guests fill out cards. That's awesome. Uh, they've seen uh, 11 baptisms, right? Come on, somebody. And they've seen 37 salvations in nine months time. And, and friends, again, this is why we start new locations. It's the most effective way for new people to come to Christ, get a part of his church, get baptized, become disciples of Jesus. That, that's, that's the most effective way for it to happen. So celebrating Northwest, best is ahead for you guys. I want to highlight a few family ministries, by the way. I think this is important. Uh, I want to say that over the last year, between our kids ministry and our youth ministry, we had 838 kids and youth check in for a service. Oh, you can do better than that. That's awesome. That's what it's about. From generation to generation. I'm going to keep singing it. Right. Uh, And just so you know, parents, by the way, uh, we have a 
Block the Block Kids Facebook page and YouTube channel for their curriculum. If you're a parent, you need to jump on this because we are constantly updating this for resources for you, okay? Uh, so you can, you can jump on that. I also want to celebrate our marriage coaching program, our marriage coaching ministry. Uh, we were able to help 32 couples last year. You can give God a praise for that. That's pre-engagement, engagement, marriage, marriage coaching. Uh, and so that is open and available to you. Not only are we looking for new marriage, co- more marriage coaches, but this is a great program and ministry to take advantage of to help your romance get to the next level. We do it all around here. Uh, here's another thing we're going to do this next year that I think is really powerful. Um, uh, we are going to partner. We have a nonprofit called The Block Cares. The Block Cares is our nonprofit. The whole purpose of The Block Cares is to serve kids and youth in our city who may be going in the wrong direction. And so the whole purpose is to help kids and youth reach their limitless potential, right? And so we're going to be doing a partnership with the Block Cares this year. I love this, the Block Church, because here's the thing, with Here to Stay, with our resources elevating, what brings in, because some of you are giving for the first time and some of you are stepping up your giving, with the elevation of resources, uh, that means there's more for us to give away. There's more for us to give out. And so with the Block Cares, we're partnering and we're going to go into the Nice Town neighborhood, all right? And we are going to build a playground. Come on, somebody. That's Steel Elementary. That's really exciting. Well, what's, what's so powerful about this is for generations, there will be a playground at Steel, right? In this neighborhood that's often overlooked and challenged, right? There'll be a playground there that is donated, that was built by the Block Church, the Block, by you. That's powerful. So I'm looking forward to that uh, this year. It's about a $50,000 project. So we're excited to part with the Block Cares. And that's really the first phase of the playground, by the way. These things are expensive. I was looking at this and I was going, well, Mav, never getting a playground at our house. God bless. Um, All right. Um, so th- those are some great things that, that happened last year, some things we're looking at ahead to this year. Um, but, but I want to I kind of go back for a moment because you remember last year how uh, we, well, you may not remember, but the Port Richmond, our original location was at Richmond Hall for many years. And then it was time for us, we had to go. And it, we were feeling pressed because Port Richmond and Espanol meet at the same place. And we're like, we know we're called to buy buildings. We know we need a place where we can't be here one day, gone the next day. And so at Vision Sunday last year, I, wanted, I just want to show you the power of prayer. At Vision Sunday last year, I asked you all to pray with me and believe God. And we were, I'm telling you, we were pressed. We were running out of time. And I want to show you the power of prayer. Why don't we roll this from last year? But I want you to pray with me, especially if you're Port Richmond or Espanol, let's pray right now that God's hand would be on this Port Richmond move. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you with this. We trust you with every key that's supposed to be ours, every building that's supposed to be ours, every venue, every long-term lease, whatever it is. And I just pray, have your way. You've brought us this far. You're not going to leave us here. So thank you for a new home for Port Richmond and Espanol. Thank you for ownership, for keys. Thank you for favor and negotiations. Put your angels all around us. Remove who needs to be removed and bring who needs to be brought. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying. Thank you. Okay, so we prayed that on Vision Sunday, right?
right? Nowhere to go. What were we going to do? And then what happens this year, right? After that prayer, we go on our search and we buy and renovate a building in Port Richmond and Espanol. And here we are. They're in it right now. What's up, Port Richmond, right? I mean, it's happening right now. It's powerful. In addition to that, we retired a pastor Grace. We removed their no, and what we did is this was a prayer Pastor Grace prayed. She had been praying for eight years. Okay, I'm the location pastor here, but I want someone from the neighborhood from Philadelphia to take this location. And so today, today, Julio is our new location pastor, poor rich location pastor. Amen. And of course now Grace, Pastor Grace is able to focus on the overall ministries of the church. So in case you were worried, we're gonna send me a text that Pastor Grace leave. No, she cannot do that. But it's powerful, look at this, the power of prayer. Which brings me to my next point. We gotta keep praying, okay? We gotta keep praying. And I know you've been praying, but we gotta keep praying because here to stay, this initiative uh, for, for buildings uh, to not only be purchased, paid for, I'm believing buildings to be given to us as well. I am. And I think that's going to happen. I, I, and I, I'm not bold enough yet to declare yet. Uh, it's not there yet. Some of the buildings I believe God's going to give us to give us. Okay. I, I'll, I'll prophesize those, that, uh, you know, when I get a little more confirmation. All right. But, but here's, here's why we're going to pray because I'm excited. I told Northeast this, and I'm telling our whole church this. Uh, we have been wrestling and negotiating about buying a facility. Okay, and, and buying our broadcast that impacts our whole church, the central place for people to gather, offices, all, all the things. And so I told us uh, last year we were buying one and I, I said I wasn't allowed to say where, okay? Now, what I'm about to do is a little crazy, okay? Because, because technically we still don't have the agreement signed, okay? But I feel confident enough based on our lawyer's conversation and there's some complicated tax uh, situations with the building, which is why it's, take, why it's taking this so long. But I'm going to do this in faith. Hopefully I won't uh, re regret this later, but I'm, I'm doing this in faith. Uh, and also I have our, the owner uh, approval to do this. But, but here's what we're going to do, okay? And I believe we're going to get in there. Uh, I believe we're going to be in there by April, or excuse me, by Easter of 2024, okay? We are buying, we are buying in Jesus and we are buying Cottage Green. Come on, somebody. We're buying Cottage Green. All right, this is going to be our broadcast. Come on, somebody. Now, amen. Now, now, here's the best part. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. Okay, and I'm going to show you some pictures, okay? These are, these are in-house renderings, all right? In-house renderings, okay? What this might look like, all right? So, so <laughs> this is not final, but we are, listen to what we're doing. We are taking the roof off of Cottage Green. We are moving the wall. This is like a this is like a clinic on stupid, honestly. I mean, it is it is the most complicated project, okay? But we have to to raise the roof. But everything we need is there. Double the parking. We'll have uh, double the seating. Uh, we will. It's we will have better kids ministry, youth ministry, offices. I mean, it is gonna be amazing. And we'll get in there. And God's gonna use it and it's gonna be powerful. We're gonna get in there and then, and then we're gonna multiply again. Amen? 
Amen. And so I want to say to all those who've given thus far, thank you. Now we got to fulfill those commitments. All right, because this is a $7 million project. Okay, but it's all right. God's got this. And if you heard my Christmas message, it's gonna work out. Amen. One more time, give God a praise. I want to close uh, with this final thought, and then I'm going to turn it over to our location pastors. Um, but uh, I know you saw the injury of the Buffalo Bills player this week. And I mean, geez. Something about football, that the culture, I've always noticed. I played football in college, and I've, I've played football my whole life. Is it, it, I think it's a very spiritual atmosphere. And uh, the community is, is, is spiritual, but you know, the way that our world works, our world is very anti-Christ and our culture is very like politically correct. And, but it's funny because you, always, you hear the line that there's no atheist in a foxhole. Like when push comes to shove, when, when you're fearing for your life, you're not calling the Ghostbusters. You're calling on God. And we watched our nation call on God. We watched media people pray live on air. As painful and as challenging as this was, we know the scriptures that God's working things out for our good and his glory. And that young man is, is on the road to recovery. He's, he's doing better. And my prayer has always been, God, take the glory for this. Lead unbelievers to know that prayer works does. And I was just thinking when I saw this of one of Jesus' words, just to give you a little appetizer for next week, but Matthew 9, 37, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Isn't it interesting that there's always been a labor shortage in the kingdom of God? Let's not let that be us. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, I believe that right now you saw it with the Buffalo Bills player. You, you saw it with the injury that actually people are open to God. When, when, they, when they told us, oh, the church is dead, Christianity's dying, God's not here, God's dead, all this stuff. Oh, until there's tragedy. And all of a sudden, everybody's on their knees. And what I'm telling you is, as I believe that our culture and our city and our world may be more open to the gospel than we think. And I want this boldness to rise up in us, church, like never before. You know what I'm after this year? I'm after multiplication. You know what I'm after this year? I'm after souls. We saw 366 people respond to Jesus. I'm believing this year it's going to double. I want to see people come to Christ like never before. That is what I'm believing for. That's what I'm believing for. And you can invite anybody anywhere. You can invite them to church and you can invite them to Christ. I was at dinner the other night. And I'm listening to the spirit always. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I sense that our waitress is a person of peace, meaning she's open to the gospel. And what did I do? I felt led to say, come join me at church. It wasn't a moment I could lead her to Christ, although you could do that, but it was a moment I could invite her to church. And I'm believing, maybe she's here today. 
But I'm believing more and more stories and people like that are going to walk through our doors, receive Jesus, and their life is changed forever. And then what you're going to do is you're going to be a one-up, one-down to them. You're going to see someone like that, and you're going to lead them in what it means to follow Jesus. So, friends, this is the year of the invitation. This is the year of evangelism. This is the year of bring, 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 pray, 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 pray. Are you with me? I want to, before I turn it over, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I want to, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, are you a follower of Jesus? Are you far from God? If a freak thing happened to you, like it happened to that football player, would you know where you're spending eternity? Because the reality is, is while eternity with Christ is very real, so is eternity separated from Christ. If that's you and you've got sin in your life, you're not where you need to be with God. If you've never invited him to be your savior and you hear my voice and you want to get right with God, begin a journey with God, I believe the spirit of God is speaking to you now. And if that's you and you want to come home to Jesus, meet him for the first time, start again. If that's you, would you wave at me in your seat right now? Saying, I got to get right with God today. I got to begin a journey with God today. Wave at me if that's you. Wave at me. Every location, wave at me on, at home, online, wave at me if that's you. I want to pray this prayer. I would love it for us to whisper it at locations. But would you say this? Would you say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart, my life. Forgive me of my sin. Save me. Be my leader. Be my king. Raise me to new life like you were raised. I give my life to you in Jesus' name. Listen to me, if you prayed that prayer, we believe you are saved. Your best days are ahead. Come on, it may not get easier, friends, but it will get better. Loud and proud, let's give it up for all those who crossed the line of faith today. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially wanna thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.